This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Triple Crown Jewelry. They make the nastiest jewelry in the game that will have you leading the league in drip. They have number pendants for athletes like me and you, allowing all of us to rep our jersey number on and off the field. They are available in silver and gold, and each number pendant comes with a free rope chain. You got that right. Free rope chain, you guys. Free. You don't have to pay for it. It's free. Their jewelry is top quality. And let me tell you guys, we got ours in, what, last week now? Yeah, last week. It's been about a week. I haven't taken mine off since. No, me neither, man. You know, it's um, it's cool, man. You know, I love I love the the chains we got. Um, yeah, man. When we play too, you know, you look saucy. So, <laughs> oh yeah, stay shining out there. Shining, look good, play good. So, if you're looking for a gift for yourself or another athlete for the holidays, this is the perfect holiday gift for any athlete. They have a special deal exclusively for our listeners. Use code STRETCH15 for 15% off of your order. Once again, that's a special code for you guys. Um, Place your order on the website and use code uh, STRETCH15 for 15% off your order. Visit TripleCrownJewelry.com today to shop the nastiest jewelry in the game. That's TripleCrownJewelry.com. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 10 of the 7th Inning Stretch with myself and Mr. Michael Rodriguez. Mike, how you doing, brother? What's going on, man? Doing good. How you doing? Uh, you know, I'm doing. We made yeah, it to, the, we made it to the, the last episode of the season. Oh, yeah. Finally. Yeah, and going on that a little bit, just want to thank everyone for all the support we got. You know, we were kind of we were going back and forth about this for a long time and we finally decided just like, Hey, let's do it. And then before we've gotten just can't, can't say thank you enough. And we're excited to, to get this one out so we can get going on, on season two. Definitely. I mean, I know we got some good guests already lined up and just some conflicting schedules, but I think what we're going to be able to do with this next season is going to be a fun one. So you know, we hope you guys, you know, enjoyed this first season, and we hope you stick around for the next one. Oh, no doubt. Well, let's get right into it, brother. Let's do it. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, joining us today is a very special guest. She's taking time out of her busy schedule to tell us her secrets on how to absolutely drop nukes all over the ball field so please give it up for fiona for now yeah hi everyone i didn't butcher your name right that was no fine. you didn't that was good. Right. did my research made sure <laughs> 10 out of 10. so fiona tell us how how are you doing how's everything going and where are you where are you located so I am located in San Diego, California. So oh, okay. I actually live far from the border of Tijuana. Um, that is where I live. 
me, I'm very anxious, actually. I'm really anxious because our season this year is going to start at the end of this month, uh, end of March in Vegas. But prior to that, I'm actually getting ready to leave tomorrow for Houston to go play in Steve Whaley's Monster Bash this weekend in Houston. And then the weekend before Vegas, I'll be in Louisiana playing in Trip Roth for the first time. So this is definitely a busy month for me. So I'll be playing three weekends in a row. That's a lot of travel time. That's a lot. That's three different time zones in a month. <laughs> My sleep's going to get messed up. Has your body adapted to playing like to playing like back to back to back? Are you pretty much used to it by now? Um, I don't think anyone's ever used to it. I think we in the off season, I work out. So I do strength training and conditioning all the time. So I'm training my body to be used to it. But no one ever plans to play that many tournaments in a row. But you never know. I think eventually, like, towards the end of the season, like, the traveling does get to you. But that's when your off-season work and your um, workouts and your conditioning, like, that's where it matters the most. That's when it actually comes into play. That makes sense. There's some people out there that play like every week, every day of the week, every weekend, men's and co-ed. And it's just like, man, like, I don't know how you guys do it. But. They must be taking the short way a lot. <laughs> that's messed up, but that's so true. That's probably exactly <laughs> what it is. It's going 0 and 3 and just calling it a day. Or you just go 5 and 0. True. Nah, because that shit lasts all day. It doesn't technically last all day because if you win, you get long breaks. You don't play back to back to back to back. Okay, one little break and then you go back to back to back to back. It's the worst feeling though. Some people actually like going through the losers bracket because they like the swings and the games that they get in. Yeah. Oh, look, we're going to get all the games. Look, we're paying for all these. At least we're going to get our money's worth. <laughs> right? There's nothing wrong with that. So let's um before we get into like everything you got going on now, let's um <clears throat> go from the beginning to where it all started. When did you uh pick up softball? T ball. T ball. Yeah, I played T ball when I was very young. And then I think um I think I only did like for a couple seasons and then I quit. I quit <laughs> like I quit softball. I was like, no, I'm done. I hate it. I don't want nothing to do with it. And then I didn't pick it back up till I think I was 12 or 13. 12 or 13, and I fell in love with it. And then me and my dad were watching UCLA, like demolishing everyone. And I was like, Dad, I want to do that. He's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. He's like, okay, we're going to do it. So I started taking fast pitch very seriously at a young age. Um, my parents believe that I should be playing with older girls so I'm a 13 year old playing with 16 under girls and then even then there were times I was playing with girls who were 18 and under so you got 18 you you got 16 you and I'm like the youngest playing with older girls because they felt like me playing with older older girls was going to make me better quicker instead of staying uh -huh. with my own age so that's when I started playing fast pitch slow pitch I've been around my whole life I would like to say um, more ASA than YouTube. I've never heard of YouTube until recently. So my parents play league night, play co-ed league night. We would always tailgate 
and I just remember tailgating in the parking lot with my parents. I'd be so excited. We had early games because that's when we would tailgate and my dad would grill. I would hang out with everyone and then go watch my parents play. And then I'm the one going to go get my dad's home run balls or the foul balls. Like that's been around for like a long time. So in high school, did you, were you always this star studded softball player out there? Were you, were you hitting the same amount of home runs as you were throughout college? Um, I think I was the best I could be at that age. I think I was still learning a lot. I felt like there was so much to learn. Um, sorry, I have dogs. That's okay. <laughs> Someone walking by. But um, honestly, high school, I actually played softball and basketball. So I was actually a two-sport athlete. I almost played volleyball, but volleyball tryouts were always during our travel ball's biggest tournament. And the coach wouldn't let me try out after so I couldn't play, like, so I couldn't be a three-sport. So I was a two-sport. But softball was actually, like, high school was actually pretty decent. I went to a school that was very competitive in my area. It's, one of the top schools I actually coach at my old high school still to this day so what age what age did it really click to you like hey I can probably take this and go with it to the next level and go play at the college level uh, I would say the day that I went to my dad and I said I want to play at this level Oh, you knew from then that it was just going to be, you're off and running. Yeah, because I knew, I knew I was off and running just because I loved the game and I wanted to play at the highest level possible. And my dad made it clear that there's going to be sacrifices and there's going to be things that I need to do in order to be at that level. And I have to be willing to make those. And so what grade did, um, did like schools and colleges start, uh, start kind of reaching out to you and letting you know that they were interested um they were letting me know so before the ncaa rules that they have now i found out going into my freshman year like going into my sophomore year of high school so the summer ending of freshman year beginning of sophomore year that's when school started showing interest in me that's gotta be wild <laughs> just be a sophomore out there just be like oh yeah those 10 colleges right there scouting they're here for me it's like all right don't do bad here we no, go it's not even like that it was more or less I was around a bunch of great girls I was on a travel team with girls that were amazing teammates and amazing ballers that attract the schools because sometimes we forget that programs were built off of people before you so wait you were getting scouting at travel ball games yeah not at high school not high school. So a lot of softball players get recruited through travel ball. So yeah, so the so this is news to me. Really? You didn't know that? Not no, not generally. Baseball is usually they come to the schools and they meet you there. I mean, I I know I know girls fast pitch. I know you guys travel a lot more. You play a lot more weekends on for travel ball. I mean, I've got friends that did it and they played, you know, it was every weekend thing. That's what they did. So Compared yeah. to compared to playing travel baseball, where it's not an every weekend thing, you know, it's maybe once a month, you know, twice a month if you're lucky. Right. So for us, 
So and don't get me wrong, like the local colleges, like where I'm at, is like San Diego State, UCSD, and USD, and like South State San Marcos, because we're in the area, they do come out and watch the games in high schools. But if we're talking in schools that are like the SEC, the Big Ten, schools like NYU, BYU, like those schools, you're usually getting looked at at showcase tournaments, at fast, uh, at trial ball tournaments. So you can be getting looked. Yeah. So it started to get really bad in the travel ball world where people were getting recruited at 12U, uh, no, 14U. And last time I remember at 14U, I, around that age, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know like what school I wanted to go to or what I what degree I wanted to like be in. So they were getting kids to verbally commit at that young age until recently they think they made rules to where now they can't talk to them until like going into their summer of the ending of their sophomore year going into their junior year. Now they put like- That's a- crazy. Yeah. yeah. Can only imagine all coaches out there just like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and get this uh, 13 year old to verbally commit to us so that nobody else can talk to her. Yeah, and it started from, if I remember correctly, I think it started, it all began with the coach from Cal. She started then. Oh, really? Yeah. At the same time, I have to remember the verbal commitment. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not, and you know, it's not written in stone, but. Yeah, and then who's to say, like, if you're a third, think about it, you're verbally committing at 13. Who's to say the coach that you're at, the school you're at right now, by the time you're like a junior, senior, let's say your junior, senior year, the head coaching change gets messed, changed. And then that head coach says, your your offer is off the table. Yeah, you get kind of screwed on the back end. Yeah, so it's, it sucks. It's a so who was the first um, the first college to reach out to you? Was there multiple, or was there just one, or? Um, multiple. There was. Let's see. I went to a UCLA. Um, workout. It was like an invite-only workout. I went to ASU for a workout, went to Cal for a workout. There was San Diego State, which was local. Um, there was Utah, Utah Utes, New Mexico State, Oregon. I forgot a couple others. What was your favorite? Um, at the time, San Diego State. That was your absolute favorite? Um, well, they were actually my first offer. Oh, were they? Offer they offered me, and at the time, I wanted to stay close to home. So I committed to San Diego State. Okay, so let's, let's, let's talk about that then. So you're, you commit to San Diego State. You're there for your freshman year. Mm-hmm. How did you enjoy that next level of play? It was definitely a culture shock. I'll say that. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> There's no, all the partying and we're going to hear it all. Air it all out. I no. They call <sighs> I was Miss Goody Goody. <laughs> I wasn't the partier. I wasn't crazy and going out all the time. And I had some teammates that would go out and then they show up the next day and play it. I'm like. That's right. You want to throw them under the bus? No. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Dang. 
that's their business, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, it was definitely a different culture shock, but it was working. Like you just had to put in the work and work hard. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't a good fit for me, so I decided to leave. I decided to leave and go to the local junior college in Redshirt. And then during that process, I got my associates and I decided to transfer to New Mexico State. I was either going to go to New Mexico State or Cal State Fullerton. And what ultimately led you to make the decision to go to New Mexico State? Um, for New Mexico State, it was mainly because I had a coach that cared for me and more than she cared about me more as a person instead of just an athlete. She didn't just like she saw that she actually cared for me and cared that I actually get my degree when I finished there and make sure I knew what I was going to do once I got out of college and everything. She didn't look at me as like a number on her roster. Yeah. So we got to back it up just a tiny bit. Okay. okay. So you left San Diego State. And then you went to the JUCO and redshirted? Yeah. You left before the year was over? No, I left after my fully freshman year. And then you went and redshirted? Yeah. And then you spent a year at JUCO and got your associate? Yep. And then you went to New Mexico? Actually, I was a mid-year transfer to New Mexico State. So I literally was transferred to Mexico State and going into season. That's awesome. <laughs> you just yeah, get to skip. I got to skip. I got to skip the off season. Yeah, that is. Yeah, good. hell yeah, I'm all about that. Right. <laughs> no off season workouts. I don't have to run. I'm going straight into this. Let's get it. Yeah. So now we'll move on to New Mexico State because that's where you spent the rest of your career there. Mm-hmm. So your sophomore year was that. Did you know the you, you you knew the coach there, right? Obviously, did you have a chance to like meet any of the girls there, or did you go into that blind? No, so I did an official visit when the semester before. So during the off season, I was supposed to be a part of. I did an official visit. Uh, okay, <clears throat> well, that's nice. Some of the girls. Yeah. So it wasn't like hi, like nice to meet everybody. No, like I got to meet. I got to meet the girls. I got to be able to go to the campus and visit like the small town, Las Cruces, New Mexico. How was that like transitioning from that, from, you know, San Diego with how big it is then, then going over there to that? Did it take a little like adjustment or did you get used to it pretty quick? Um, it was definitely something I kind of had to get used to because Obviously, San Diego's bigger, and you can do a lot more things by yourself. Well, Las Cruces, New Mexico, it's like a small town, so I really had to, like, brought out in my social skills and try to make friends with people because it definitely makes a difference when you know a lot more people. It makes it a lot more fun. But at the same time, Las Cruces, New Mexico is only, like, 30 to 45 minutes from El Paso, Texas, which my mom is from, so I have family there. So it wasn't, like... I was really far from home. So the adjustment wasn't really hard for me. Well, I mean, I guess that's got to be a good thing. You can just drive 
hey, I'm going to go see the family. See you guys later. Right. <laughs> go ahead and come on back. So your sophomore year at New Mexico State, you um, you get a starting spot there? Uh, I didn't start the first couple of games, and then I started. Then I started. Because they watched you just start hitting nukes or what? <laughs> no. Just crushing them. You make it seem like I hit like nukes left and right, like nobody's business. I mean, that's exactly what you do. <laughs> exactly what you do. So that's not exactly what I do. Okay. I mean, it's cool. We get it. Humble. Hey, humble. We get it. We'll go ahead and brag for you. Don't worry about it. Oh my gosh. But no, I actually earned it. So I remember we were playing and my coach put me in the lineup and I hit and nobody else was hitting. Um, and I remember the coach just telling the team, hey, um, she's, she didn't like name names or anyone, but she was just talking like, understand everyone's concern of why basically I'm starting and nobody else is starting or why I'm starting. And I wasn't here the whole off season, but she flat out told him, she's like, she's hitting, you guys aren't. So it'd be dumb for me not to have her in the lineup. So you went in there and just started causing problems, huh? Apparently. And I was just well, doing, you had, I was just you doing had, my job. Like You had 14 home runs that season. I know, and I didn't play for like a year and a half. Uh, yeah, you made those girls just feel like they sucked. <laughs> You went in there and they're just like, look at this, look at this chick coming in here. No off-season workouts, hasn't played in a year and a half, and she's just coming in here hitting nukes now. That's messed up. I mean, who I invited her? I did. So I'm not gonna say like I sat out for a year and a half. Like so, at the community college um, that I was at, I did work out with like the softball girls. I did do like softball workouts with them, but I wasn't playing games like them. So all their scrimmages and all their games, I wasn't able to go to. But I was practicing with them, though. So it wasn't like I completely took, like, a whole year off of doing absolutely nothing. Hey, you, you don't got to preach to us. We get it. <laughs> when you're good, you're good, okay? We get it. <laughs> so going into your junior year, what's, what are your expectations for yourself? What What are your expectations? Obviously, for your team, you're – your one goal is to win a, a, a world championship. That's what you want. College World Series is where it's at. Right. So what were your expectations going into that? Were you, you know, foot on the gas? Like, hey, I'm I'm going in this. I, I This is my spot to lose. Someone's going to have to come in here and try and take it. Nope. I had the mentality of I have to earn my spot. After well, whether it was my sophomore year, whether it was my junior year, or whether it was my senior year, I go in the mentality of I always have to earn everything. Then I, my dad always taught me that when you take the field, you leave people no doubt. So every time I would take the field, every time, whether we're whatever year it is, even still to this day, I have the mentality of I will put in the work and I will do my job and prove that I've earned where I've where I have gotten myself with, with my, with my game, but also the fact that no one will, will never doubt that I should not be playing. No one will ever doubt or not give nobody any reason to doubt that I should not be in that game. 
or in that lineup. Because if I do my job and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, whatever role that may be from whatever team I'm on, and I'm doing my job, you can't tell me I'm not doing my job. And that will make the coach's decision even harder to make them think twice, like, I can't put you in. It was like the coach told him, she's like, it's dumb for me to not put you in. Why would I not put you in when you're doing your job consistently? It's not doing your job here one weekend and then you're off and then the next weekend. No, like I'm doing my job consistently and you can't take it away from me. Damn. Yeah, you should think about like being like a motivational speaker or something. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> so, so your junior year, you batted 341. Oh, yeah, we've got the stats. I got the stats right here. Okay. We're about to lay it all out there for everybody. <laughs> you had 46 runs in. You had 74 RBIs. Mm-hmm. You had 24 home runs. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And you played in 60 games, and 55 of those you started. Were you starting in the infield? Was that a DH spot? DH. DH mostly? Yeah. Because they're like, they're just like, give this girl a bat, let her fucking do her thing or what? Um, I don't know. I just felt like my coach, I just was a DH. That was my, my role my junior year. My role of my junior year and my sophomore year was DH. So I just did my role. She's out there crashing. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was a part of me that like wanted the position, but but when you're going after the season, you're a DH, you kind of figure out, okay, that's going to be my role. But that didn't stop me from putting in the work at practice or being ready to go if I needed to go in and play a position. I was always ready. So on travel teams, I mean, I'm sure you've seen some really good pitching, but was there anything that like shocked you about division one pitching? Was there anything that like you kind of had to adapt to a little bit or just like the the speed of the game, was it a little faster or did you did you get used to that pretty quick? Um, I feel like the difference from travel and college is the game that definitely goes by faster. The speed of the game definitely speeds up a little bit more. It has a lot more quicker pace to it. Um, it may not seem like it outside looking in, but when you're in it, it does seem um, faster paced. But I feel like if you're pushing yourself, like, like I said, I played with older girls you're playing up to that up higher level, you're you're gonna be fine transitioning into that higher level. Because you're always pushing yourself. I don't think there's it takes nothing away from pitchers because pitchers have are amazing and the pitchers that they pitch are amazing. But I feel like if you're always playing at a highly competitive level, it's going to speed up with you a little bit, but you'll adjust to it a lot quicker. It won't take a lot of time for you to like readjust to it. So how did how did your senior year go? Were you, did you finish there at Mexico State? It went not with the way I wanted to end. Oh no. Yeah. We were in the championship WAC conference. Bases loaded. Oh. I'm on first. Winning runs on. Third? Oh, God, don't say third. My heart. <laughs> um, 
Hit her behind me. Strikes out, swinging a miss on a rise ball. I made it two outs. So I was up to bat. Mm. One out. One out, yeah, one out. Runners on second and third. Mm. I get intentionally walked. Okay, I'm on first. Batter behind me, strikes out swinging, rise ball. The next batter, I'm not going to name her name, but she knows who she is. Drama? Yeah. Full count. Full count. Looks. Ball game. Oh, gosh. Who are you guys playing against? We were playing. Who were we playing I honestly, I was so mad at her that I forgot who we played against. San Diego State. No, we're WAC. So New Mexico State's in the WAC conference. Is it? You want me to look it up? No, don't. I don't even want to. Let's look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. I think it was. Boise? No, it wasn't Boise. Who was it? What year is this? 2016? Yeah. See, I'm so remembering on how my career ended that I forgot who we were playing. That's how heartbroken I was. You guys lost 1-0? Who was it? Uh, CSU Bakersfield? I knew it. <laughs> you lost one zero. Yeah, when you run on third. That with, is when you have bases loaded with two, with one out. That is a heartbreaker. <laughs> like literally, see your career end and seeing that the batter not swung and a miss. Like literally, like just went like three. Like you just watched it like. I literally no. That's how my career ended. My last Division One collegiate softball at bat was an intentional walk. That's hella wet. Well, they probably knew you were gonna hit a fucking three-run bomb, so they're like, "All right, let's just not pitch to her." And all honesty, I wouldn't have pitched to you either. So I would put you on. How are you doing? Do you remember how you did the rest of the game? Were you like on that picture? Were you like, like, damn, I'm ready. Like, get me in there ready. (laughs) I literally got walked. Like, all I remember that tournament was getting walked. And how many games did it take you guys to get to the championship? I think like four. Four. And it was like a single elimination style tournament. I think, yeah. Yeah. Single in. That's so. Do you talk to this girl still? Um, I still talk to like two teammates. Actually, no. I talk to well, one she was older than me, but from my class, I only talk to one, two people. Actually, three. Is that is that girl not one of them? Yeah, she's not one of them. Damn. <laughs> Do any of them play slow pitch? Um, one of them does. One of them does. She does. So, 
That is a great transition, Frankie. So let's go ahead and transition onto that world. So now, yes, that world. It's a completely different world than Fast Page. People listening to this are... I gotta readjust. Okay. People, yeah, here we go. People listening to this are all over the place, so... They don't know... Well, most of our most probably most of our listeners are probably just baseball guys and people that don't know slow pitch. Okay. As it being so serious and it being so competitive. Mm-hmm. So they don't know this whole world that you're in right now. Got it. They don't know this this travel that you do, you know, week, you know, weekends. I get it because I didn't know it exists either. That's why we're going to talk about it. So how did you get into slow pitch? Well, like I said, I grew up around it. Parents play league night all the time. So I used to play league night with my family during college and during even high school. Actually, not high school. Um, But during college, like during the summer breaks, I would come home and play Friday night with my family. Me and my family would put in a league night team together. I'd play with them all the time. So the way I got into U Trip, which is what I do now, I still play league night and play with my family. But um, what do I do now? The way I got into it was one of our um, one of the guys on the team wanted me to play co-ed. I was like, yeah, I'll play some co-ed. Played a couple. So I went to go play D Worlds, co-ed Worlds in Palm Springs. Didn't even know it was Worlds thought it was some tournament cool didn't think of nothing of it we lost um fun fact you're gonna be like of course you did i had a dbo how dare you (laughs) you're gonna say that but i had a dbo but here's the thing no one told me the rules no one like when i went to go play co-ed no one told me it was a strike zone i'm like thinking the ball has to hit the plate no it goes through the zone i'm like what's the zone I'm literally talking, so I was playing catcher, so me and the umpire, I was getting really cool with the umpire, you know, it's always good to be on the umpire's good side. Oh, yeah. You know, because I'd be fast down the line. No, I'm not, but those close ones, you're like, same. I'm like, yes. I'm like, what? I was like, that's the homie. <laughs> I got nice to them. Yeah. Close calls, they go your way. <laughs> you know? um but no so I was like I don't get this whatever he's like have you never played I was like no he's like you know this is world so I was like I don't get it so I can't tell me the rules he's like okay well you can't lead off and it's zone you start the one-on-one count and has to be fair but he didn't mention no like home run rule so I'm just like in my head I'm like okay so that means I can hit a bomb got it so I can hit it out okay cool I hit it out you're out it's like what like you're out they're like you're not supposed to hit any out and I'm like huh yeah I didn't know it was an out and an inning ender so my mind's like like what the hell is going on like I don't what is this nonsense like who plays this (laughs) like who wants to play in this and the funny thing is the following inning the guy before me hits one Mind you, he's before me and I'm after him. So now, <laughs> like, that's the game. It was basically back-to-back outs. So my team was trying to score as many outs because without getting out because it was back-to-back outs no matter what. So, and after that tournament, my parents came out and watched me play. And my dad's like, what happened? I was like, you know, my home run? He's like, yeah. 
it was an inning ending out inning ending out and he was like seriously like seriously like yeah and i wasn't even trying to like hit it out either i was just trying to like a line drive so that's how i so that was my first like u-trip tournament and one of the girls we ended up playing with i I continued playing but i played like backyard just played co-ed i never knew men and women's existed like at all like i didn't know that was a thing like you thought it was just co-ed I just thought it was co-ed and then I also didn't know like this little teeny tiny 11 inch ball is what we play with. I was like, oh, I bet you, you cr- absolutely crushed that ball. Huh? <laughs> the first time you started hitting that ball, you're just like, oh my God, <laughs> it's too easy. So we played this and then one of my friends, she was like, hey, do you want to come out and play women's with us? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not go play with a small ball? And I'm like, whoa, okay. I was like, so you're telling me I get to hit this little thing? All right, you're telling me that you're telling me that fence is only 300 feet. You better put some people behind there. Right. <laughs> so then I ended up playing with them, but that team ended up folding right before Worlds. So I joined a, another team called SFK. Um, they let me go to Worlds with them, mm-hmm. and then after that, I had committed to a friend about playing like with their B team and that they were making and I was gonna play with them and whatnot. And she ended up deciding that she wasn't gonna play and that she wanted to be a mom, which there's no shame in that. Um, and so then my commitments kind of was like, well, you're the reason why I'm here. And Stro ended up giving me a call and asking if I would wanna play with them because a friend recommended me. And then from there, I played conferences. So like my second year of playing, I guess you could say. I love how you just like glossed over that. It's like, yeah, I played B. Now I'm playing conference. Like it's whatever. Don't worry about it. And my first year of women's, so- like our first year of women's, like I've ever played women's. And we're playing whatever. Like mid-year, they bumped us as a B team. Like mid mid-year. They were like a C team, I think. I still don't get, I didn't, I didn't, then even now I still don't understand it, but yeah. I'm still learning. I kind of just showed so, up this way. <laughs> I, I, I guess it's worked, right? <laughs> so it, it brings us to our next point. You are a part of Team Easton. Yes. So that's probably. Well, I love the fact that you weren't even going to mention it either. You're just going to be like, nah, don't mention it. Don't even worry about it. So for everybody. Now we're going down like a timeline. Like, no, we're skipping all over. We're all over the place right now. We're going to go like, okay, so we're going to go here and then we're going to go over there. Okay, we're going to hop everywhere. Okay, cool. We should have just, we should have started at, hey, you play for Team Easton. So tell us about T-Ball. <laughs> right. So for everybody listening. Uh, Fiona plays on uh, Team Easton's uh, Slopish women's team, which is a conference team. That is her, her. I guess that's your sponsor, correct? It's, that's what it would be. Well, it's Smash It Sports, Derby Girls, Easton, STG LeClear, and Sunny's, I think. Don't quote me. 
Yeah, it's a long name. Yeah, it's like six different team names. Yeah, there's like six teams in one team name. <laughs> yes, there is. There's like so many names. Why know. do they do that? I never really understood that. Why they put so um, names in? Is that all the different sponsors? They're all different sponsors. So oh, you're giving okay. recognition Thank to you. your like, you're giving recognition to the people that are paying for you to play. Oh, okay. Which a lot of people think that means, okay, me saying paying for you to play, they think like you're cashing in a check. Most of the time it's them paying for your flights and paying for your hotel and paying for the rental car, but every sponsorship's different. Mm-hmm. But they're giving you some kind of money. They're giving you some kind of money for your flights. You don't forget like tournaments still have fees, your uniform, right. your equipment, like it's all different things. So a lot of people have different names because they're all sponsoring money or they're sponsoring something for that team. So it's just a way to give recognition. And it's kind of like a lot of people start to recommend, oh, what team is that? They'll be like, yeah, we're known as Derby Girls, but everyone knows we're sponsored by Easton. Everyone knows Smash Sports sponsors us. Like, and it makes people kind of like advertisement. You're advertising your sponsors. So how do those jerseys look with all the sponsors? Do you just like pick like, okay, so obviously it's, it's Easton. But, like, do they just, like, tag all the sponsors, like, along the sleeves or, like? So, um, so, like, for us, our main sponsor is Smash It. Mm. But, like, our friend will be, like, Smash It Sports. So, like, in a way, we kind of, so, one of them was, we had Smash It Sports in the front, Easton, and then STG LeClear. Mm-hmm. They're in, like, Sunnies. And then it'll just be different on each jersey. So, there'd be, like, a Smash It Sports jersey. There'll be an Easton jersey, a Derby Girls jersey, like kind of like that. Yeah, so you just kind of divvy them up and try and give everybody their their jersey, yeah. Their main, yeah, okay. Oh. Well, this or has been the, like the dance moves, the Rismondos, the TDBs, like they go for that name and then they just yeah. put it on the sleeves. Huh. But I've kind of noticed like um, the bigger the sponsor is to the team, then like that becomes the main main or the main big part of the jersey so do you love easton yes are you just saying that because that's your sponsor oh. <laughs> it's okay you can tell us off air <laughs> i'm being honest no i love easton too I, that's what i swing i love easton's i even loved it but when i was in fast pitch i was obsessed with the stealth and the synergy <sighs> who doesn't love a good stealth Oh, IMX composite barrel. Ooh, those are the good old days. Um, now they don't have them anymore. It's funny to think how like, oh gosh, it's funny to think how like the weights that that people swing in slow pitch is the weight that I swung in fast pitch. Just putting everybody to shame, huh? Fun fact. You swing a heavy bat, 28? I swing a 27. 28 now. I swing a 27 or a 28 now. In fast pitch, I was swinging a 26. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I was swinging a 26 or 25, so with an end load. <laughs> 
All right, well, I guess I got to step up my game. No more 27s. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God. Well, we're going to call it an episode after that. <laughs> that's listening has just gotten a reality check. That is that is wild that that's not the fact that you swing a 28 because I've seen your swing and it doesn't look like it's an issue at all. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you were swinging a 26 in college. 26 or 25. Mm-hmm. My senior year, going in, like the ending of my June, like midway through my junior year and going into my senior year, I was swinging a 25 ounce because they stopped making the 26 in fast pitch. Mizuno didn't make the 26 in fast pitch. How dare they take that away from you? <laughs> I mean, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah, no issue going down to a 25. No. Not really. Didn't have a problem Still with crashing. it. I think, I mean, at the end of the day, like the saying goes, which my dad always told me, a, hitter does, a bat doesn't make a hitter, a hitter makes a bat. I mean, this again. a bat's not going to make you a millionaire we so should relay this message to the guys that have like 50 bats it's Maybe not gonna make, gonna make you a millionaire it's not gonna make you a professional like you still gotta you still gotta have this person who swings it very true My God, don't get me wrong every don't get me wrong like i do like okay so i do have my preference in bats like i oh. prefer a bat with a heavy unload and like a 13 to 12 inch barrel. 13 or 12, depending on my like day. Sometimes I like the longer barrel and sometimes I like the shorter barrel. Don't get me wrong, like every pitter has their preference, has their routine. Some pitters prefer flex, some um, um, prefer a stiff barrel, like a stiff. Some prefer a little bit of both, which is like most of the time when they do a little bit of both, they like the flex barrel with a stiff handle. Like everyone has their preference. Don't get me wrong. Like this past year at Worlds, I literally was swinging a different bat every game because of the new compression tester that they had, and they were cutting bats left and right. So I had a different bat and had to read, adjust to it. But there's nothing wrong with that. It's not. There's nothing wrong with knowing your bat, knowing what you like, and swinging what you like. Because I know some people who do own a lot of bats, but I've asked them like, why do you have all those bats? Besides the fact that they like to resell and make more money, they like it because they're kind of like me. There's days where I want to step her back because I'm just feeling my stiffer back and my slight end load. And there's going to be days where I want my short barrel with the heavy one ounce load. Like every weekend, you're going to want to swing something different. You're going to be in a different mood. You're not going to be always consistent on wanting to swing that same bat. Like one night, league night, you want to swing your flex. The next night, you're going to probably want to swing your stiff one. Because it's colder. It's true. Good point. Plus, who doesn't like options? Right. The guys that have 45 bats and 43 of them are a new and wrapper? Because they're prepared for when it busts, they still have it. That's not why they buy them. <laughs> called resale. We've, we've got some of those guys here. Called resale. Hmm. Eh, iffy. 
Hey, you have any superstitions? Like, huh? There, do you have any like superstitions? Like, is there anything like certain that you got to do before every game or like before Starbucks. you bet? Like, you know, like you just say Starbucks. Or, yes. like, <laughs> Starbucks. So you get Starbucks before every game. I in the morning. I like before our first game. I have to get Starbucks. And what do you get from Starbucks? Um, I either get a vanilla latte with an extra shot, an iced, I don't do hot, hot coffees. So I either get an iced vanilla latte with an extra shot, or I get a, which my sister recommended me and like, it's amazing. Or I get a venti iced uh, vanilla cream cold brew with like three pumps of white mocha. And a ham and cheese croissant. Oh, those are the best. Ham and cheese croissants are undefeated. I I have to have that. Every time my teammates will be like, okay, what do we need to go in the morning? I was like, Starbucks. I was like, and I would literally be like, well, since you need to go to Starbucks and I have the mobile app, so now I can just order it and just show up and pick it up. So it makes it a lot easier. So I literally would have to like map it out and plan it out. Be like, okay, so what time do you need to leave? We're like this time. Okay, cool. So yeah, I always have to have Starbucks before I play. I just listened to your whole order, and the only thing I remember is ham and cheese croissant. It's probably because I'm hungry. <laughs> ham and cheese and double shot something. So That's all I got, double shot. <laughs> so it's a, a vanilla latte with an extra shot. So instead of three ah. shots, it's so they're both venti, but instead of three shots, it's four shots of espresso. And do you notice the difference between three and four? Like, does it, does it make them that big of a difference? Or? Yeah. It does. It really does. I need my coffee in the morning. I'm not the nicest person in the morning. <laughs> We're all guilty. I know. Even my teammates are like, drink your coffee. Yeah. <laughs> hey, got it. So yeah. what has it been like to uh, to fly around and play at all these different states? I mean, I know you're traveling a lot. What, what has been the best part? What's What's been the best day you've gotten to play in? What's your favorite? All of it. That's a cheap answer. It's not a cheap answer. I love to travel. I love to travel and I get to play the game that I love. How can you beat that? I guess, makes sense. <laughs> you don't have like a favorite like like stadium or anything like that there's like not one certain spot that like you're like oh I can't wait to play here again or I mean I have my favorite tournaments now that like I'm in routine and like we kind of go to the same tournaments like the Vegas tournament's always one of my favorites the end of the month those conference openers just because all the teams are there all the guys are there and it's where when us and the guys are at the same spot so that's one always fun um the Seattle duel which is the Eastern Derby duel that's one is always fun, and Worlds is always fun, honestly. Um, Arizona was fun. Like, all these tournaments are, are fun, are a lot of fun. But it's just something about, like, the women's game. Like, the women's – when the women's major and the men's major are both playing at the same spot, that energy and, like, that vibe is so different compared to when we're separated. And why is that, do you think? I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like it's more like we're more together than separated. Mm -hmm. 
it's more cohesive and I feel like everyone stays at the ballpark longer yeah. everyone, like the guys will come watch the girls play the girls go watch the guys play and like intermingle and everything compared to us just being separate like guys are at this field girls are only at that field yeah like it's actually kind of cool to have everyone at the same spot because everyone knows each other so do they just send you bats like do you just get bats in the mail or do you like have to request a bat or do they send you a certain amount for the year um so for derby i get two bats that's for the year yeah that's for the year Oh, shit. So like, and if you break them, that hasn't happened. Oh. I mean, they don't. Hey, pass, pass. They eventually don't pass compression, but that hasn't happened. So like, a lot of people think we get a lot of bats, and we 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 just get two bats. But the crazy thing is, I don't hit the ball like Arjun Dodds. I don't hit the ball like Steve Harvey. I don't hit the ball as hard as Shannon Smith or Bubba Mack, or Greg Cannell, or all those guys. Like, I don't hit it hard like them. I don't. So their bats are probably not going to last that long to where they need, like, a bunch of bats. Because their bats are going to fail quick because they hit on top of that stadium ball. And with their hard swings, like, their bats are failing quickly compared to me. My bat will probably fail sooner than one of my teammates who's a base hitter. But it's gonna. But my bat's still gonna last longer than a conference guy's, because I just don't hit as hard as them. I hit it hard, right. but not as hard as them. So my bat's gonna last longer. And plus, on our team, we actually share bats. So because we know like our bats are gonna be hot off the wrapper. So if we wanted to pass compression and everything and make it last, we share. Some of us do swing like a twenty-seven. Me and Megan Baltzell, we both swing twenty-eights. Sometimes CD does too, depending on how she's feeling that day. So we all share so our bats do last it's not like we all put our own bat in no like we share and sometimes we will put in two just in case if once once like like i said it depends how you feel that day so we will sometimes put sometimes i'll put two in one's a short barrel and it's a loaded 28 ounce and then i'll put my 27 and a half that's a mother load and it's two different bats and just depending how i feel that day, i'll be like okay i'm gonna swing this one just in case if i want to switch Cause I just want to put one bat in and be like, damn, I don't like how this feels. I wish I had my other bat in. So there's a lot of guys that are stingy. So it's good to know that at least the women are cool with each other. Have you ever played with anybody that's like any, any in co-ed? Have you ever played with any guys that like swing their bat and they put it in their bag and they wait until they come up again? No. Yeah, those are those are those are weird guys. Those are weird cats. I've never seen that in my life. Oh my god, it is the most bizarre thing you will ever see ever. Legit. Like I've seen someone hit a ball. It doesn't go out. Okay, it's a base hit. He takes the bat with him to first base. His son comes out and grabs it and puts it in his bag. It has been the craziest thing ever. Someone must have stole his bat or something. I guess. I don't know. I never asked. I didn't really care. I swung my own stuff anyways. But it was just like crazy to to really see that actually happen. And I was just like, okay. Like 
No, I let everyone swing my stuff. I'm like, you want to swing it? Go ahead. They're like, hey, Fee, can I try it? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Just to let you know it's a 27 ounce. They're like, okay. Or sometimes they're like, mm, after I waited that, they're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so is yours like the heaviest bat on your team, you think? Yeah, me and me, Bubba and CD swing the heaviest bats on the team. We swing the 28-ounce logs. So it's really just you three, like, you three sharing bats, right? <laughs> um, Recently, we did because of worlds and, like, bats weren't really, like, were getting dropped off because we were sharing bats. But me and Bubba shared the, her bat, which was the um, Bubba Club, and I wanted to try it in Utah for the first time and I just fell in love with it and I was like but we're gonna share she's like okay and we did the same thing with the ghost mondo she had a 27 I had a 28 she said it was too light I was like swing my 28 see how it feels she swung my 28 and she loved it so we shared it's not one of those like no you can't no like, if it feels like whatever to help my teammate hit the ball <laughs> and do her job go ahead you want my batting gloves here like, whatever, whatever to help like whatever's <laughs> gonna help you do your job i'm here for it i don't care you want to switch pants we can switch pants i don't care, I don't care. <laughs> like you want my belt here <laughs> you want to switch tariffs okay cool let's do it like as long as we're the same size though but you know like i'm here to help whatever's gonna help whatever's gonna help you get in the box and do your job I'll, i'm here here for it <laughs> there needs to be more teammates like you <laughs> I don't know a lot of people that would say that they would share their stuff. <laughs> Whatever's gonna help the team win, because honestly, I've everyone's like, how come you're not playing a defensive position? Are you gonna take a defense position? Like you should be playing defense. Like, why are you just hitting? And I'm like, it's whatever the team needs me to do. Honestly, it's whatever the team needs me to do. If they need me to just hit, I'll just hit. One of our teammates, she got hurt. She hurt her hamstring, and I had to go in and play first. I played it, and I did my job, and I did, I did my job as a teammate. And that was that. There was one time at Worlds, he cut it down to 10, and I had to go play second, and I played it. Like, I'm a, I'm definitely team first kind of person. I'm here to help my team win. I hate losing more than I hate succeeding as an individual. That makes two of us for sure. Because <laughs> honestly speaking, I would not be getting my individual accolades if I if it wasn't for my team. Yeah. I would not be getting the recognition or any of the opportunities that have been given to me without the success of my team. So speaking of <laughs> We'll go into it's one more thing before we let you go. Um, Team USA, we wanted to talk with you a little bit about that. How did all how did all that come about, and how much like how excited and how much of an honor was that for you? Oh my god! Um, so I got to try out for Team USA during my first year of conference when I was on Easton Boom. Um, Don Cooper had asked me, which was my coach now, he had asked me if I wanted to go play with them because originally my team wasn't going to play in it. So I got to try out for the team and I got the email. I got the first cut email. So I made a first cut. They're like, you're a candidate for the USA women's softball team. 
I had to like gather myself. Like, I'm like, wait, hold up. I thought I was gonna say like futures. No, it said the women's team. I was like, what? Like, there's no way this is possible. Like, there's no way. And I ended up making the women's team and I was the most happiest person on earth because like I said, like I played fast pitch and I've always wanted to play on the U. Like every girl who's played fast pitch has always wanted to wear that red, white, and blue uniform. And the fact that I found a different way to do it, it just, I cried. <laughs> I cried when I found out. I was most excited when the uniform came. I was crying, I cried again because it was real. And just being able to put that uniform on and wear USA across my chest was like no other. It was like no other feeling. And it just mean a lot more because I even come from a military family. So it even felt even better doing that. Um, and I made it that year and then I made it last year. And the funny thing is the jitters, the, I'm not saying I'm, I don't, I'm not crying. I didn't cry the second time, but I did. My eyes did get watered. Like, the jitters and the excitement, the fact that I made it again, hasn't changed. It hasn't changed at all. I have had tell friends like, hey, like I was like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I made it. I was like, I made the team. They're like, of course you did. And I'm like, can y'all just be happy for me? Like I worked like my butt off. Like I put in the work. I work out. I do BP. I put in, I do the extra. Like it's not like I just showed up and I'm like, you're on the team, you know, but it's definitely the most undeniable feeling. We did do tryouts this year. So for the USA, you have to try out every year. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. You have to try out every year and it's at like the USA nationals. Mm-hmm. So we did the tryout last year in Nashville and we played USA at U-Trip. So this year it's supposed to be at Oklahoma City at the USA softball stadium, which I'm really hoping I make the team so I get to play there because I've never been to Oklahoma City, especially that stadium. So like just to have like it just be full circle, it would be amazing. To like finally go to Oklahoma City. There it is. Well, I mean, we hope that you can get that. I mean, as long as you keep doing what you're doing, we have no doubt in our mind that you can go ahead and lock up a spot on that team so um thank you i appreciate that how many times a how many times a week do you hit vp i hit let's see i hit bp with jb on sundays and then i'll hit off the p during the week at least three times a week stay sharp yeah just to stay sharp um most of the time t-work is just making control of my body I see I, some of the videos you post, it looks like you're hitting, it's probably on the base, I'm assuming. Huh? I'm assuming some of those BP sessions are on the base. It looks like it's on the base there now. Yeah. That's the only way I we're able so. to get on the field without getting kicked off. Yeah. I, I saw it and I was like, hey, that place looks familiar. Yeah. It's the Coronado base. Yeah. But yeah. Aaron's like, you hit BP all the time. I'm like, yeah. At least, at least with JB, I hit at least with him two to three times a month. Two to three times. And it's always in the morning and stuff. And then everyone's like, how are your bats lasting and all these things? And I'm like, we hit ASA balls. 
And it's crazy yeah. how like guys want to hit stadiums for BP, and I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why? And then you wonder. They want to see how far they can hit it. And then they wonder why they're on pass compression. <laughs> hey, I'm with you on it. I do the same thing. I'm with you. These guys want to show off for nobody that's around. So, I mean, it's on them. But, like, no, it's a different feel, this and that. I'm like, it's a ball and a bat. Yeah. Like the saying goes, it, the game doesn't change only the people who play it. Honestly. Yeah, this is getting deep. I'm telling you, you should think about doing some motivational speaking. <laughs> you, should, you should really get into that. It's so quiet when I talk. I'm like, okay. You dropped about five good motivational quotes. I know. I'm going to cut them and edit them all, and they're going to be posted all over the place. No. Don't. Yes. No. <laughs> don't. don't do that. They're going to be all over. I'm posting them everywhere. Like motivational quotes. No. They're literally quotes passed down onto me and they've clicked. They've lasted. Life lessons. Well, I'm going to edit that out so no one's going to hear that part. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, she thought of these all by herself. No, I will give credit where credit is. <laughs> She's taking all the credit. I am We're not. giving her all the credit. <laughs> Anyone who knows me will not believe a single word you said. <laughs> it won't be what I said it's gonna be what you said because this is all recorded so but you're quoting me so that means it's actually technically not my quote. well I just won't say anything I'll just post the video I'll just post the sound up <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys play your trip uh yeah but not as a serious level like you do not even close <laughs> not even close Maybe, probably never. It depends. Are you guys going to Vegas? No. No? Oh, I got a four-month-old. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Frankie's got seven kids. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, Fiona, thank you for joining us. Uh, It's been a great talk we've really enjoyed listening to you and listening to your story i mean like i said we've been trying to get this set up for well we won't say how long we'll just leave that blank yeah it's been a while it's been a while it's all right but again uh thank you for for coming on i mean i we know that you're busy so we're glad that you're able to take a little bit of time out um been about a little over an hour now so Oh, wow, I didn't even notice. <laughs> Time flies by. See, like, we're, hey, we're doing pretty good. Right? <laughs> that's my bedtime. Oh, I know. It's I got 740. How is it your bedtime? <laughs> I've got a test in the morning, so I got to get some sleep. Oh, good luck. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> what kind of test? Wanna... Uh, it's a, my psych test for corrections. Ooh. Yeah, so we'll see how it goes. Mm, good luck with that. If this episode doesn't get released until like, I don't know, maybe a month from now, it's because of this test. <laughs> Messing my head. Fair enough. 
but no, it'll be up. Um, again, thank you for coming on. Best of luck to you on the season. Uh, hopefully we can have you back on again a little later on down the road and you tell us more about what's going on. So, yeah, for sure. Just let me know. Cause our season starts March and doesn't end until early October. We will definitely get something set up before then. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like a mid-season recap or something like that. Recap or see how it's going. Definitely. That'd be awesome. So again, thank you, Fiona. Uh, Frankie, any last words? No, just pretty much what you said. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. We uh, really appreciate it, and we're glad we were able to get the story. Of course, no problem. I'm glad you guys asked me. Well, when you see videos. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were done. <laughs> we were, but she kept bringing it up. I didn't bring it up. You did. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you go then on that note. Fiona, uh, keep hitting nukes. That's cool. We'll be oh waiting God. for more videos. Line drives. Line drives. Line drive nukes work too. That's cool with line us. Line drive. Line drive. Anytime you hit a home run. Uh, nope. I'm not gonna do that actually. Never mind. Bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> that was a I don't even, I'm not gonna even ask because I, I don't even want bad to idea that was gonna come out. I was gonna be like, yeah, anytime you hit a home run this season, we're gonna give away free merch. Uh no, we're not doing that. We're gonna be <laughs> broke by the end of this damn thing. So <laughs> we would probably be completely out. <laughs> I don't hit that many. How many homers do you think you hit a tournament? I know how many I hit last season. Okay, how many did you hit last season? Um, seventy-five. And that's just a new trip. Yeah, we'd be out of merch. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> Holy moly. In Utah, I hit this many in one weekend. Wow. We would oh. be out of merch just from that one weekend, probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. We won't say, but yeah. It's a good amount. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and say that none of you guys are getting any merch, okay? because <laughs> we can't make this bet <laughs> i don't know maybe 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 we'll figure out a way to and maybe if she hits 25 in a tournament we'll give away a merch maybe we'll have a chance that's if i get 25 at bats that's all right we're not trying to give away everything <laughs> what is that? how many how many at bats do you think you'd get a weekend or in a tournament then on average, okay, the short way, it's about 15, about 15 to 20. I like 15 and 20. So like three or four are bats a game. So the, usually the short way is like five games, but it depends how many teams go. It literally, like, you ever notice, like, it just depends on how many teams play in the tournament. Okay. So what are we thinking then, Frankie? Seven or eight? 
Is that a eight. fair number? Eight. I think eight home runs is fair. Seven. I like seven. Seven. I don't know. It seems like you're trying to bait us into that one. <laughs> I just like seven because I was born in July. Okay. Seven it is. Seven it is. Seven it is. If you you got three tournaments coming up this week, these three weekends, right? You know, one of them is women's and co-ed in a weekend, right? Then that's four team. How can it count? Because you know, in co-ed, if the guy walks, the girl walks. You better tell them to swing away. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but you don't have to walk. You can swing. What? I mean, technically, I can just lie to you and say, yeah, I hit the 14, and you'd have to do it, because you wouldn't wow. have to either prove We need proof. We need proof. How can I show proof all the way in Louisiana? Oh, man. Dang it. Well, we tried, everybody. Looks like Fiona doesn't want anybody to have any type of merch. It's okay. We understand. I would probably, like, oh, gosh. Maybe in Vegas. We can put it on Vegas. Actually, no, we're not. No wages, no nothing. I don't know. We'll figure out something. We'll figure out something. I think I think seven's fair. If you're doing co-ed, I I, I think eleven is fair for co-ed and women's. Co-ed eleven? Yeah, that's that's combined. That's not eleven each day. Now I'm thinking of seven eleven, and now I want a Slurpee. God, there's a seven eleven right across the street. There's literally a seven eleven. I have two actually, like one that way and one that way, and they're both like a block and a half away. You know what? That's the weirdest thing because there's three 7-Elevens right here by me and they're literally a block away from each other. And it's all the same owner. And I've talked to the guy and I'm like, why do you have three of them, right? He's like, ah, different areas. They pay for themselves though. I was like, all right, dude, shit. If you got money, go ahead. Right. (laughs) On that note, we will end it there. Yeah, I know. Well, we keep getting into it. See, look, you keep bringing us back in. Y'all the ones with the questions. I'm just like, <laughs> I answer. I'm not even scared. All right, so so nine home runs this weekend. You and said we'll, seven. Did we say seven? Because if I edit it right, I think it's going to say nine. <laughs> well, I think I'm oh. the only one recording, so. I wasn't. In, born in September. I was born in August. No, July. Okay, well, the best people are born in uh, September. So, July. Anyways, so seven. <laughs> All right, so so seven this weekend, and then we'll do a giveaway. We'll give somebody some merch. We'll see. And then we'll we'll send something your way too. All the pressure on me. No big deal. <laughs> and no big deal. And if you want the if you want the people to have something nice, it's it's all on you. I'm gonna send you a text. On, I'm gonna send you a text this weekend too. This, like, right before you start playing. Like, hey, don't let people down. Okay. There's so much pressure. Oh, I love. Oh my gosh, it's pressure. Competitiveness. You got it. Don't even worry about it. You'll, you'll be good. You're one to thrive under pressure. I just get lucky, okay? It's called luck. <laughs> it's luck. Hey, I'm just saying we won't be mad, okay, if you get six. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, just do you. If your team needs a single, they need a single. You go for that single. 
I'm just gonna be like, hey, so remember that six? I actually hit nine. So that means two giveaways. Dang. I'm like, mm. Hey, so y'all trying to finesse that? <laughs> I know. We're gonna be out of watch. We're gonna be out of money by the time this thing's over. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I hit 20 home runs this weekend. I'm like, how many at bats do you have? 16. Three giveaways. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fucking six giveaways a weekend. Like, all right, <laughs> we're going to have to figure this out. Yeah. We're going to have to start flying to all the tournaments just to watch and verify. <laughs> It'll probably be cheaper that way. <laughs> On that note, this time it is for real. We are leaving. This will be the end of the episode. Fiona, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. And we can't wait to see what you do with the rest of the season. And we can't wait to have you back on. Look forward to it. And thanks for having me. Of course. Absolutely. Everybody, Fiona, for now. (laughs) All right, Fiona. We'll see you later. We will talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Wow, what another great episode, man. Just just hearing her story and, you know, just coming up and then eventually making it to where she got to, you know, going through different colleges. She she really stood on the grind and it's definitely paid off. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think especially playing at that level too of slow pits, like that's a whole nother that's a whole nother ball game, you know. Oh yeah, no doubt. From seeing you know, college fast pitch and then going to slow pitch. I'm sure it wasn't too bad of an adjustment, but there's still that adjustment you have to make. And man, oh yeah, you've been doing good. <laughs> Definitely. Oh man. Well, that being said, um, that's a wrap on season one. We want to once again thank you guys for all the support you've given us, and we're real excited for season two. Yeah, man, definitely. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to continue doing this, man. It, it's honestly been so fun. It's been a blast. Uh, I love that people listen to us. And, you know, uh, we're just thankful that you guys have stuck around, even though through this long break since our last episode. But we promise it's going to get better. We're going to record more and we're going to have, you know, some more fun guests. And, you know, with college sports wrapping up, we're going to have, you know, a few people come back. I know Gian is probably going to come back. They're oh, making a nice awesome. little run right now with ECF, so we're excited to get her back on. And we got some new guests coming on. We got some non-baseball, softball-related, so we're excited for that. Oh, yeah, we're just getting started, brother. For sure. So with that in mind, um, thank you guys again for listening. And uh, for Frankie Martinez, I'm Michael Rodriguez. And we'll see you guys in Season 2. <laughs>